You are now listening to another episode of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily with your host, Anthony Cass Clark. This is a daily podcast documenting the thoughts of the everyday entrepreneur. Let's get into it. Hey, what's up? Today is a very special episode, another episode lined up for you all. Had a very special conversation with my new friend, Takesha, aka Keisha, of Canna Curious. She's a brand director over there, a growing brand on the verge of just pure greatness. Lots of cool things going on in the cannabis industry, and they are taking a very interesting route. So we had her down for a conversation over here at GP, General Provision, for a cup of coffee and a cup of water, and we spoke. So enjoy the conversation. Let me know what you guys think. Peace. Hey, what's up? It's your boy Anthony Cash Clark, and thank you for listening to another edition of Thoughts Over Coffee. Today, we are here at General Provision, of course, my home, General Provision downtown. Shout out to the whole entire GP family. Tim, Patty, Taylor, Ben, everybody. What's up? Um, yeah, so we're here with Takesha, AKA Keisha, <laughs> of Canna Curious. You are the brand director, correct? Yes. Of Canna Curious. This interesting, interesting company, um, doing a little research about it, and I found it interesting because of the state of the world that we're in with cannabis industry and also black culture, right? African-American yes. culture. So I found it really, really dope that you guys are filling such a, a space. So we'll get into that, um, but you know, that's, that's the meat of the, meat of the interview, or the conversation rather. Uh, let's, let's start from the beginning. Keisha, where are you from? I am, I was originally born in the Bahamas, but my family moved here when I was one to Fort Lauderdale, okay. so I call Fort Lauderdale home. For I've sure. been here uh, most of my life. I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, moved to, um, when I went to college, I went to college at FAMU, and then after that, I Love moved to New York. It. A little, I know, go rat list, yeah. go rat list. <laughs> um, but after that, I moved to New York, where I started my career, and I you know, had aspirations of being like a fashion designer, mm. but ended up working in um, the buying offices instead. Nice. I worked at Macy's, and then Coach, and then nice. Ralph Lauren, and nice. um, it was great. You know, New York was fun. How long were you in New York for? I lived in New York for seven years, wow. and I was there through September 11th. Um, and wow. honestly, I don't think it ever, it changed after that, mm -hmm. you know, and. How, how, were you near the towers during uh, September 11th? I was in Midtown, wow. and from where my office was, we could see the, the, the World Trade Center. We Sheesh. could see the planes hit. Wow. We could see the hole in the building. I saw the buildings fall down. And wow. Had a, I lived in Harlem at the time, and it had like a two-hour walk home that day. Wow. Um, it was crazy. It, insane. Wow. Okay. So you're, you're in New York. You're living the New York life, right? <laughs> you're in fashion, right? That's like the dream, right? Wow. You're buying offices. What What? What takes you back to Florida? Do you go to Florida next? No, oh, okay. I had a couple states in between. Okay, yeah, so, let me know, but let me know. from leaving New York, I just, I, I just was kind of, I worked in the same um, kind of area for a long time, and I was feeling the need to do something different. Okay. I'm a person who I think it was like the seven-year itch. After seven years, I was like, I feel like I need to do something different. Mm. Um, and I always wanted to go back to school, so I moved to Maryland. I went to the University of Maryland, College Park. Merlin. Merlin, yeah, <laughs> home of the Terps. Um, and I went there full time because I was like, I just don't want to work for a while. So I went to school full time, yeah. graduate school, got my MBA, right. and from there transitioned to consumer packaged goods wow. um, and worked in brand management for okay. a couple years there. And so so what inspired you to leave fashion and then go into consumer 
brain packaging. <laughs> like, what? I just, I, you know, it's funny because I worked in luxury pretty much up until then my whole career. Uh-huh. And I felt like um, a lot of things I did, people couldn't relate to. Mm. You know, I was like, when I was working at Ralph Lauren, I was working um, with the, the, the purple label, the collection label. Right, right. You know, things that like were like $3,000 price uh-huh. points, handbags. Yeah. Uh-huh. And people, people, while people understood it from a, you know, a high level, it of just course. felt like I was out of touch with a lot of things. And mm. I've always been really interested in like consumer behavior and why people do what they do. Mm-hmm. And with package goods, like that's something everybody uses. Yeah. Like we all, you know, use tomatoes or, right. or ketchup or uh, Ready Whip. And those are some right. of the brands that I worked on right. um, wow. in my next job. And I just felt like it was time for a change. Mm-hmm. And um, I just learned so much more about being a general manager of a brand mm-hmm. um, through that experience. And um, yeah, I just thought it was, it was, it was, my brain is always looking for the first for um, to continue learning and expanding, uh, yeah. and so that was just the next step. Yeah, we share similar minds in that in that sense. I'm always going from here to there, right? Like I always tell people, I have like a five year plan in my head, <laughs> but that could easily go left or right whenever I decide. I might just wake up one day and say, you know what, that's interesting. I'm gonna <laughs> dive into that. You know, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's I think okay. we're taught to kind of follow one path. 100%. And one of the things I've learned later in life is that, you know, I, uh, there's someone who coined this phrase, multi-passionate creative. And I was mm. like, that's me. Like mm-hmm. I draw, I used to teach Zumba. Right. I feel like there's not just, um, if you have these callings to do these different things, mm-hmm. go and do them, why not? That right. like makes your life more enriching. Exactly, right. I haven't told anybody this, so <laughs> you're first person. I'm gonna become a chef. Okay. Next, that's my next ambition. I wanna become a chef and also a barista. Yeah. I don't want to work doing it, but <laughs> I mean, I'm a secret mixologist, COVID made oh, me a mixologist. Listen. So all the alcoholic drinks. <laughs> all right, listen, you might get a phone call. Listen. Don't get the phone. All right. So okay. So you're working. Um, you're working in a new field, right? And you're doing that. And then prior to us speaking, you were telling me before the cameras were on, you were saying you're an accidental entrepreneur. Yeah. What does that mean and how? <laughs> I mean, I think if I basically worked for 16 years in corporate America. So mm-hmm. that's where I knew what to do. You know, uh-huh. I know how to get a job. Uh-huh. I know how to manufacture, um, you know, how I want my, my work to be while I'm there. Mm-hmm. I know how to, like, matriculate the system and mm-hmm. deal with the politics. Right. Um, and it's like everything's kind of laid out for you in a corporate setting. It's You just kind of have to follow a path uh-huh. within it. Right. Um, I. I think I always knew I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. Like my dad was had a store when we were growing up, and um, he worked a full time job, but he also had a store. And, what kind of store? Uh, a little grocery store. Okay. So it's funny. I ended up working for like a grocery, <laughs> a food company. Um, but it was just something that I just never thought I could do it myself. So when I left corporate America, the first thing I did was um, I went to Africa. <laughs> I just <laughs> I was like. Within a month, I was Listen, on a plane, wow. and I was in Kenya wow. <laughs> on safari. Beautiful. Um, and then just like that, man, that continent is special. Mm-hmm. And from there, I did a, a 30-day co-working retreat um, with this group that basically brings together people from all over the world, mm-hmm. and they give you housing, and you do some workshops. And it was there that I actually met all these people doing different things. Mm-hmm. So some people were on sabbatical, some people were just working remotely, some people had their own companies, their own businesses. And that's when I, and you know, talking to these different um, individuals gave me the idea that what I learned in 16 years in corporate and branding and marketing and, um, you know, general management, I could be consulting people on my own and kind of redirect that skill set into a new area. Mm -hmm. So from there I started um, TH Consulting. Um, So I basically 
help. Uh, Your initials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep it easy. Yeah. Um, I basically help food. Um, it started with just food and beverage brands and, and uh, beauty brands because that's again where my skill set was. Right. Helping them uh, with brand and marketing strategies. Nice. Okay. So now you're on entrepreneurial journey, right? <laughs> Did you decide like this is what I'm going to do, and I'm not going back to corporate? Because uh, most people I find that leave corporate leave with like this sour taste in their mouth <laughs> and they feel like, oh my, I've been tricked, you know, and then they go into the entrepreneurial journey. Is that somewhat how you felt? I, I, I do. I, I agree. Like I was, um, I think I was just burnt out first and foremost. So what I did before I left was I knew I was leaving um, probably 18 months before I left. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, but I'm a planner. Right. I was scared to not have money. So I just started stacking money. Good started job. saving yeah. money, stopped buying stuff, unnecessary stuff. And it's amazing, like, you realize all the stuff that you buy that you don't need. Like, 100%. So, and you can save yeah. so much more money. It's like, do I want these shoes or do I want to work another month and not quit? You right. know? So it was like, I saved um, a significant amount of money mm -hmm. so that enough so that I could live comfortably because I've grown accustomed to a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't go all the way back to ramen noodles. <laughs> right, um, right. Even though I still eat them because I like them. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Sodium's crazy. Uh, every once in a while. You know, just drink a lot of water. Um, so I saved enough so that I could still live comfortably right. and, um, but still like not work for at least a year. Right. And when I started traveling and going to all these different countries and I would basically stay in them for a month or two months, the cost of living is so much lower that I ended up like extending that money for like mm -hmm. a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was... You know, I and through that time, I feel like I was like decompressing from mm -hmm. the corporate lifestyle, mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it was a it was a shift, you know, because you're used to getting up every morning at the same time, working. Um, you want to feel like yep. you want to feel like you are productive, right. and so when you're after working for so long and then you stop working, you're like, am I a bum? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, know? you, you like, feel <laughs> strange because you, you feel out of place. Yeah. It's like you've been trained to do this to thing, do. right? It's work. <laughs> I work nine to five, Monday through Friday. This is the schedule, Saturday and Sunday, you know, I do link. And then when you're at home on a Tuesday yeah. <laughs> and everybody else at work, you're like looking around like, am I? <laughs> is somebody going to get me? Like, am I going to jail? Like, you know, you feel guilty in yeah, a sense, you, you do, know? You do. And it shouldn't be like that, right? It shouldn't. We are so trained to, like, work, 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 work. Mm -hmm. Like, die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there, there's a big gap in between. And, yeah. and part of that, actually, I think people should take breaks while you are younger. It's not just work until you retire and then your, your knees don't work mm -hmm. and you're trying to travel, but right. you can't go because you can't climb. So right. it's, like, better to do have these breaks and do them while you're young. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, like, Sometimes if you don't work for three months, it's like in the grand scheme of all the days of your life, three mm -hmm. months is not a long time. Right. A year is not a long time. Right. Um, you know, from you can go back, you can go back into corporate, you can find a new path. For me, that path was literally starting different businesses. Mm -hmm. And I basically, I started three in that time. Because wow, wow, I wow. think once you figure out, okay, the first one's not so bad, mm -hmm. um, it's okay. You, you give yourself permission. Mm -hmm. It's not always about achieving for me it was like it's not about achieving it was about accomplishing what i set out to do in right. terms of oh i want to explore this area it seems interesting right. so and let me see what i can do all right tell me a little bit about those three businesses so you have th consulting th consulting was the first okay. one so okay so after that i was um i started working at general provision actually oh really and um at the fat village location oh, okay and it was there there was a um a cbd company that was um using office space there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Mm. I want to get into this space because coming from consumer packaged goods, I'm like, this is going to be the next big consumer packaged goods industry. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, I want to learn about this. And um, I actually did a project with them. And then I started working with a former coworker had a cannabis consumer insights company. And so that's how I got into cannabis. So we were doing uh, market research with cannabis consumers. What year was this? How early was this? This is 2018. Okay. So just a couple years ago. And um, so we were doing focus groups and surveys and consumer product testing, really just talking to consumers and patients of medical marijuana about their experience, how they're using it. And that really started to change my mind about it and really thinking, okay, it's not about getting high, it's about people are using this for wellness. Um, And through that process, I I worked in Chicago for a little bit and attended a um, an infused dining event, uh, which, I've was, heard of these. which is really cool. So yeah. that lead, that leads to my second business. So uh-huh. I started, I was like, I want to do one mm-hmm. in Florida. And cause there's nothing like that. I'm tired of all the cool events being in New York or, sure. or Chicago. And, sure. Um, so I started one, I had a, a friend that, uh, uh, well, I, a friend introduced me to her friend who was a vegan chef mm. and I was like, wouldn't it be cool to do a vegan brunch? Oh my God. Like yeah. an infused right. vegan brunch. Yeah, right. 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 And so literally from idea to execution, four weeks. <laughs> That's Launched what I'm talking brand, about. I love it. Had a designer I love created it. a logo. Right. You know, put up a website. Yeah. You know, sold tickets. Oh, wow, four weeks. <laughs> Got an event, and yeah. I think it was the the thing was like that was such a great experience for me because it was like the doors kept opening. Mm-hmm. So it was like okay, I'm going in the right direction. Yeah. Like people kept helping. I was like, I don't. I'm not an event person. Right. I don't know how to put on an event. Mm-hmm. I know how to brand an event. Mm-hmm. I know how to, um, you know, market an event. Right. But it was just like the idea was there and the, the right help came in at the right time. Mm-hmm. And four weeks later, we had an event. And then COVID hit. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was like January 20, wow. uh, January 2020, we did that. Uh-huh. How'd it go? It was really good. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we can do another one in April. But basically that kind of put it, was put on pause, you know, obviously due to the of pandemic course. and safety issues, right. et cetera. Of course, but, of course. Yeah. Wow, okay. So when does Can of Curious come into play? So last year, okay, in the pandemic, so um, my work with the, the Consumer Insights Company kind of dried up because again, we were doing product testing, we we're in person with people, focus groups, so pandemic hits, that work kind of dried up. And so I went back to, I always kind of had some clients on the side with consulting, um, but that was really slow. And I was, um, two other my, my co-founders actually worked at General Provision. We all kind of started at the same time in, um, in the, the beginning of 2018. And we always wanted to do something together. And so um, one was a writer, the, uh, Kanisha Karaya. She's a writer, editor, um, done so many great things. And the other was Deanna San Miguel, and she is a creative director, graphic designer, um, runs her own business. And right. we were like, you know, what could, what could we do? We wanted to do a product. And originally we were thinking about, oh, maybe we could do like a CBD tea for women. You know, when you have like PMS, is great for mm-hmm. cramps and things like that. But then we're like, okay, well, that involves actually finding someone to, to produce it, like all of that. All that exactly. Yeah. And then the laws around hemp, while it's legal, there's still a lot of hurdles lot, to jump. A lot of red tape. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. So we're like, uh, Deanna actually said, she's like, how about we do a magazine? Mm. And, and we just do something targeted to women because mm. from my experience looking at, um, you know, what was out there, the landscape, it was either very stoner type. Uh, very like male focused or very business oriented mm-hmm. so there's a lot of magazines around like the business of like cultivating growing right. extracting right. Um, or it was like medically focused right. so there was nothing really kind of speaking to women in an approachable manner to kind of educate them on the benefits of cannabis and CBD right. so we're wow. like let's create it 
Wow. So why a magazine, right? In 2021, right? Like magazine shelves are not like a thing anymore in yeah. New York. And, you know, back in the day, like I was just watching the Biggie documentary last night. Excellent documentary, by the way. Check it out. Uh, but they were talking about Source Magazine, right? Mm-hmm. Source Magazine was a hit. Source like, Vibe. Yeah. yeah, Source Vibe, Devil XL. If you were in those magazines, like you were a star immediately, right? Like magazines held weight, literally. Yeah. So in 2021, where everything is digital focused, where does the magazine fit, right? Where, yeah. where do you guys see Can of Carriers fit? So it, it started as a magazine because my co-founders had experience with magazines and there, we were we, we said we started digitally to keep costs low, mm-hmm. um, but also because it was a place to kind of showcase beauty and design. Mm. And we know like women like aesthetics and mm-hmm. having things being really pretty and beautiful. So it was it wasn't just like a magazine that's just about like hard content. Right. We wanted to have a, almost like a showcase piece. And so our original plan was to um, do three issues a year. Uh, and one print issue, which we're actually working on right now for 420. And that would be... Which one's this? This is actually... I have a printed version um, that you're looking at right now that we we printed literally just for PR purposes. It's beautiful, by the way. Yeah. And people, once they... Because once we printed samples for ourselves, we're like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Uh Like, people need to see this. And actually, some of the feedback we got from people with the digital version was, oh, I wish you, I had a hard copy so I can just kind of flip through it yeah. um, instead of just kind of always going back to my screen. Right. And speaking of 2021 now and where everything is digital and on screen, people are getting tired of looking at things on I, screen. I agree. I, was, <laughs> I agree, right? So, like, in my opinion, for magazines, if you do a mag, like, there's plenty of opportunity for growth there. It just can't be the normal mag. Right, exactly. It has to exactly. be really beautiful. It has to be great. Yeah. Right? Like, I know someone who's doing a magazine for hip-hop, but it's like a hard cover in a sense. Yeah. You know, it's, it's beautiful. It's a coffee table. You know, yes. you put it on your coffee table. It's not going anywhere. You want to subscribe. So I It's definitely, timeless. It's timeless. Exactly. Right. right. <laughs> I still have my magazines from early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, literally a cardboard box full. Are you a hoarder? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, too soon? Too soon. No, no, no. A little bit. I'm a little bit hoarder. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so, but that, that, that's phenomenal. Um, and I want to talk about, because you all are female founded, of course, and you all are, are, are women of culture, right? Yeah, right? Black I like women. that. Women of culture. I like women of culture, right. <laughs> and so where do you guys see, because we know there is a problem, right? Cannabis and black culture. Right, we yes. can talk about the crack epidemic in the '80s, and you know, there's plenty of people sitting in jail yes. for you know an ounce of weed for doing 20 years in prison, right? And then now we see big money starting to come into the cannabis industry, right? You see the stocks are going crazy right now, right? Tilray and I forgot the other company's name, uh, Altria or Aurea, whatever. Don't kill me, guys. <laughs> They're merging to become the biggest cannabis company you know on the planet, right? Next week sometime. So all these things are happening, but it seems like us, we're being left out in a sense, right? We were early. Yeah, <laughs> we were, right. We were early to the, to the stage, but hey, we were penalized for it. And now I feel as though it's going to, a lot of red tape is being involved, right? They were talk, for example, you were talking about getting into hemp and getting into CBD. There's a lot of things you have to go through to even get in there. So how, how do we get the advantage and where do you guys see yourselves in this business, right? Because you're you got you got double the thing against you, right? You have one, African American, and then two, women, right? Because like you said before, <laughs> male focus, very very yeah. bro culture, yeah. very you know hey dude culture. So so it's it's interesting in cannabis. There is an opportunity in this emerging 
um, industry mm-hmm. to kind of level the playing field. And that's, it, it's happening. It's not absolutely not completely equitable. And okay. there's lots of work that's being done to um, ensure that that people of culture um, who have been negatively impacted at a, at a higher rate do have the opportunities. And there's a lot of um, social equity work happening in the space. Now that mm. is, a lot of people think it, all of the opportunities actually in the plant touching aspects, like mm. growing hemp or, or cannabis, um, but that's only about 35% of the business. Like 65% of it is all these ancillary businesses mm. around cannabis. Right. So one of the biggest things um, and opportunities, one of the biggest opportunities that I saw was in education. Mm-hmm. Like people still don't know, even with CBD, people think CBD gets you high. And right. so education is a main factor in letting people, um, getting people actually to know more about the industry, right. about the plant and trying to, to reduce that stigma. Right. And so that's part of what we're doing with the magazine is like, okay, we don't have to be plant touching. We didn't have to create a project, a product from hemp or CB or from cannabis, we can actually create a publication. Yeah. Um, or and, and I actually it's actually just starting as a publication, but it's going to be expanded to beyond that. We see right. it as bigger than this, you know, um, because the angle that we're taking of focusing on, you know, women who are canna curious. So right. there's people who are just again they're on that that line of like I want to know more. I'm interested. Uh-huh but I don't know where to start. Right. And then there's people who are very acculturated to cannabis and they know down to the strains and the terpenes and yes, what works indeed. for them, right? People, yeah, like, well, <laughs> and it can be very intimidating. Very, very you know, intimidating. You know, very especially intimidating. if you go into a dispensary and um, adult use markets where anyone can go into a dispensary in Colorado, California, mm-hmm. and now Illinois and um, Detroit, correct. In Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, there's 11 states where it's recreationally um, legal and I think four more as of the 2020 elections added wow. to that. Wow. Um, and I think New Jersey actually just went yep. a couple yep. weeks ago Jersey, recreationally yep. illegal. Yep. So um, when you go in there, and you, it's kind of intimidating. It's yeah. like going to the bar for the first time and, and someone saying, <laughs> even, right. even the coffee bar, because I struggle with this because I just started drinking coffee like two years ago. Hey, congratulations. And I'm like, I don't know what all these things are. So <laughs> it's funny I'm on the coffee break. But <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> but I do drink coffee now. But so it, it can be intimidating. So uh, giving people um, a place where they feel comfortable right. um, to get educated, to learn about other women's stories and mm-hmm. how they're using it to reduce that stigma. Yeah. So people are just associating it with uh-huh kind of, um, you know, the war on drugs. Right, indeed. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I love it. I love it. Just talking about those spaces that you can fill other than the traditional, hey, I got to yeah. you know, I gotta grow, I got to gotta. There's cultivate. accessories. There's, yeah. I mean, there's all types of things. Even people who are, like, going into the light bulbs yeah. for the grows. Yeah, that's know? amazing. There's, that's there's, amazing. It's just a vast amount of opportunity. Yeah. Wow, wow. You know, I speaking to my brother, right? Uh, he's kind of curious, right? <laughs> and uh, we were, he was speaking to me because he, he's, you know, he's really into the industry. I'm not. He was just telling me, he was like, man, I'm really thinking about how to get into the industry. And I was like, you know, my marketing brain started working. I was yeah. like, maybe you should come up with, you know, a product for, we were talking about, uh, hey, listen, do not steal my idea. <laughs> All right? If you listen to this, do not steal. Do not steal my idea. Uh, so we we're talking about phone cases, yeah, right? And phone cases with a slip on the back where people can hold their, uh, you know, their accessories. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling papers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? Moving forward, what's next for Candy Curious? Tell so me. we are, we haven't even hit one year yet, actually. And it's it's been great because like the momentum that we've been able to achieve. Um, but, you know, right now, because of the interest that, um, that we have in the magazine, we've actually gotten interest um, from Barnes and Noble to actually carry the magazine, a printed version. Like nice. I said earlier, we were only going to do one print magazine a year and then the rest digital. 
So now we're reconsidering that and also going to doing it quarterly, like four times a year instead of three times a year. Um, we would love to get um, to conduct webinars and do more workshops for, for women in particular. Again, things that we were talking about earlier that people have some hesitation around cannabis and CBD, but like basically breaking down the stigma, explaining more about you know the parts of the plant how it can help them. Um, we even thought, talked about doing like a, a joint rolling uh, class. Yeah. So even though cannabis in wow. um, Florida is only medically legal, mm-hmm. we do have uh, our audience spans the entire uh, yeah. US. Because when you have a digital, obviously anyone can have exactly. access to you. That's amazing. So we want to do workshops. We also want to eventually um, put on a conference, you know, when yeah. the world opens back up, you right. know. Um, well, just move to Texas. <laughs> I mean, we already live in Florida. It's technically open. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, have a podcast, just find more areas for uh, education for women. So basically creating um, as many avenues as we can with our platform to really talk to the can of curious woman. Yeah, that's amazing. I, that's amazing. I'm thinking about all the different women in my life who would like love this brand. You know, a can of curious dinner, they would be yeah. there in, a, in a jiffy. I mean, eventually we could even develop products, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see the growth. In, in this brand and this magazine, because you know, just reading about it and looking at what you guys have done thus far, I was intrigued, super intrigued. Nice. So it's gonna be really exciting. Um, where can people find you, you and also the brand? Okay, so if you wanna follow me, myself, it's Takesha Harvey, it's T-E-K-I-S-H-A-H-A-R-V-E-Y on Instagram, that's also my website, takeshaharvey.com. For the brand, Canacurious, we are at Canacurious Mag on Instagram. Also, that's our website at canacuriousmag.com. And we're also on Pinterest. And um, yeah, you follow everything that we're doing. Sign up for our email list. We give you a nice little gift when you sign up for our email list. Nice, so, nice. Um, and just stay on the lookout for more. We have some, some merch that's going to be launching. We're going to be pre-selling the actual 420 issue, the April issue, which is gonna be chock full of goodness. It's gonna be a bit longer than our um, previous two issues. And we just have some really good content in that issue. Um, it's gonna be, it's beautiful. And so you can, um, on our website, it's not up yet, but it will be where you can pre-order the next magazine. Are you guys ready to be the coolest women on the planet? I feel like <laughs> this is gonna happen. I mean, I hope so. You know, we created this little baby. We feel like we, we you know, we, we birthed the baby and now we're trying to raise it. Yeah. You know, it's we're still in our infancy though, but um, I think that based on the response that, we, that we've received, there is like nothing but growth opportunities. Yeah. Well, you have my full support if that means anything. I'm here <laughs> for sure. All right, I got one last question for you and then we'll wrap up. Okay, yes. I know you've only been drinking coffee for about two years or so. But I'll still ask you the question. When you wake up in the morning, right, and you make that first cup of coffee, take the first sip, what's the first thing that comes to mind? What do you think about? Hmm, that's a good question. The first thing that comes to mind, Mm -hmm. it's usually just like inhaling the smell of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I do instant coffee, don't judge me. All right. I know. It's you know, okay. I had, it's okay. It's I had okay. to represent for the beginners because, again, we talk to <laughs> beginners, you know, and there's no shame. There's and, no shame on this podcast. You're right. So You're when right, I take Keisha. my first sip, I really just inhale the aroma okay. of it, okay. and I feel the warmth, like you know, trickle mm-hmm. down, and I just know, like, all right, let's get started. I think that's my first thought. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> let's get started. Okay. Well, thank you, team. Um, I said thank you, team. <laughs> well, thank you, Believe Media. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> My guy, Alex, man. Um, so, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to the podcast. If you have not done so already, please like. All right, there's my phone again. 
Alex told me to turn off the notifications. Anyway, like and subscribe to the YouTube, please. Uh, also, share the podcast. Rate five stars on podcast, on Apple, it's on Spotify. Anywhere you listen to this podcast, please rate and review. I thank you guys so much. And always, Takesha, I know you only have your cup here, but we'll Water. do it. Agua. Peace, blessings, cheers. Cheers. Peace.